Yeah, I mean, well, not every AFL player enjoys going out in the public and being recognised. Um, I can imagine Mitch when he was... Loved back, it. Back down at the baggies. Loved he's, it. He's, he's walking to the coffee shop I used to, I used to put out on. a social media post saying where I was going to be at lunchtime. <laughs> I'm going down there prior to being there. I was already checking in. Well, Loved it. A lot of and welcome back to another episode of the Rip Through a Podcast. It doesn't even need an episode number because this guy, we've been wanting to get him on for a long time. We had him, he's a, he's a first two-timer, like yeah. official two-timer. Yeah. So we've been, you know, his, his stocks have risen in the past couple of years, along with his accolades and stuff in the AFL community and off the field. His social media is going pretty good too now, but I'm very excited about this episode, Shawnee T. You've been talking about it for a number of weeks, so this was this was the one that you wanted to start the year off. 2021, baby, very ready to go. I'll run you through it. He's played 111 games, only nine goals, but he's played 111 games, two-time All-Australian, three-time most professional award at the Brisbane Lions. It's kind of rigged, but he's done that. He's been an All-Stars rep in that game last year. A little bit just, but I didn't get picked for that, whatever. Rising Star nomination in 2018, I'm pretty sure. I think this one might be fake. It's two times, 2021-22. I think you've had more than that, surely. Uh, yeah, maybe three. Maybe three, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's Wikipedia's fault. He's the current Lions vice-captain. We have yours only, Harris Spaghetti Arms, Andrews. <laughs> Afternoon, boys. Thanks for having me. How are we? We're very good. How you been, mate? Run, run us through pre-season um, and all that kind of stuff because you know that you've... You're kind of jacked up a little bit at the moment. I know I know. I get into you about, you know, you're losing a bit of weight in your arms and your chest and stuff, but you're looking pretty good. Thank you. No, it's been good. It's been different um, to years gone by, obviously, with, uh, you know, later finished last season. So we were lucky enough yeah. to get um, a bit more of an extended break into the new year. So a lot of guys, you know, that from interstate and that, they got the opportunity to go home and, and um, spend some good time with family that they obviously hadn't had this year. So, Did you rate the January start? Uh, yeah, I, I don't mind it. Yeah, like it's think good. about all the AFL players; they're gonna be listening. To yeah, this. that is true. This bloke in this, nah, <laughs> if nah, I, do, I do like it. Um, obviously, you jump straight back into into match sim and that sort of thing, and there's not a lot of time between when you start back officially at the club and and the first game. So, um, yeah, big responsibility on players to come back nice and fit, and feel like our group's done that pretty well. So, yeah, we're mm. we're mm. forward to go. Is it more the Christmas break? Is it the is it the Christmas break that we're you, you come back, then you then you obviously go away, then you come back. Is it the feeling of not having that continuity? I, th- I think there's a bit of that, yeah, Sean. Um, certainly, from my perspective, like we in years gone by, I've had five or six weeks before Christmas, and then you know you go on a three week break for Chrissy and probably have a bit too much Christmas ham and and and, <laughs> uh, and mum's desserts, and then um, you know you come back and start to work it off again. So yeah, it's been really good. Obviously, that responsibility's been there, and um, you know I feel like as a playing group, we've got that trust from the. The, world, uh, the high performance guys of the club and the coaches and um, everyone's come back in good nick. That's something that I guess we've really worked on is that the trust factor. We always talk about, you know, trust the process at our club, you know, one week at a time, those type of things. But the eight weeks before Christmas, I think it's irrelevant. Like, it's great to get a base, but we were doing the same amount of running and stuff mm. in our own, like, individualised programs. We had, like, um, we talk about all the time, like, 16-some blokes down at um, Cooperoo running around those those depressing laps and uh, he's going who's your crew because you've got your own uh, crew out there we yeah. have we have the cool group and you've got you guys you guys are the cool group um we've oh, it was me ryan lester daniel rich um grant Birchall, jared Lyons at times so big joey d bit, yeah joey d actually well he's obviously new to the club he's new to the crew so um a bit more experienced campaigners down that way um obviously got the young guys down at cooper running with you robo yeah, trying yeah. to keep up with you so <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, nah. I'd definitely pick and choose. Dra- I'm definitely. dragging it back, but um, <laughs> no, nah, it's good. The boys, I'm Deadwood. the boys are, uh, yeah, I mean, that trust between players and, and coaching staff is really good, and it's important, I reckon, that 
players take ownership of their own careers and um, it's obviously going to set back set us back as a group if we don't come back fit. So I'm glad the boys did the work. What were your initial thoughts of um, Joey D coming down? Because obviously we've... Might as well get this out of the way. He's a, he's a big dog. Um, and he's, he's, he's here next week. He's he? here. We got him, he's going to lead into the next week. It's a bit of a seg. I know. That's, we have to pay him to come on. So <laughs> we're giving you a voucher. He's love we're paying yeah, him. Yeah, I love it. Um, what's, what were your initial thoughts? Obviously he's had you know, those niggles and stuff that's well documented. Um, wanting to get out of um, Melbourne to go to another place. Um what were you like, like seeing him rock up at training for the first day for, for off-season training? Especially? Uh, it was great. Yeah, I mean, who I, who texted him first? Like, who was like, come down with us? I bet uh, you it was you, wasn't it? Yeah, I may, I may <laughs> not have sent that text message. <laughs> I um, knew it. But uh, no, it was good. Like, obviously, I'd played on him in the past before his his injury worries, and um, you know, when he's at his best, he's mm. right up there in the key forward ranks in the league. And um, to get him as a part of our team is really exciting. And uh, I heard, you know, we had Pete Blanche, the physio. He'd mm. done a, a little bit of work at Essendon in the years gone by and um, said he was an absolute cracker of a fella. So, yeah, obviously haven't gotten that wrong. He's a, he's a ripping fella and um, I know he, re- he works really hard. So we're just really grateful to have him. What were the, uh, what were the battles like when, uh, when yeah, you guys went head to head? Oh, jeez. Uh, who, who's on top? I don't know if we want to talk about it. Nah, he, um, he <laughs> not, not a better intra club. He, cert- he certainly kicked a lot of goals uh, on me when he was running around in the, in the Bombers uniform, that's for sure. Um, I guess early on in my career, we weren't going too well and the ball was coming inside 50, probably the way forwards like it. And That's not on you, um, though. That's, I was yeah. going to talk about that. We're talking about that later, about <laughs> early no, days. It was, it was good, though. Like, um, you know, obviously he's had a bit of a tough time the last couple of years with injuries and that. And mm. um, when he got up here, I sort of thought, oh, I'll be surprised if he does every session and that sort of thing. And obviously they'll manage him with his loads. But um, he hasn't missed a beat, credit he? to him, hasn't missed a session. Like, he's been out on the track every session and um, he's a yeah, great, great fellow to have around. For players like that coming to the club, uh, we've had Lockie Neal, Charlie Cameron, like some big name players. Is it? Is it? Do you reckon there's that pressure coming on them to get in here and perform straight away? Like, I know, I know he's probably going to try and get his body right, number one, and then try and fit in with Eric or McStay or Big O, whoever it might be. Do you reckon that pressure plays a big factor in blokes going to new clubs and wanting to do too much? Like, oh, I don't know. I can't obviously speak for them, but yeah, yeah. certainly from my perspective, like all I can ask from them is to come in, buy into the culture that we've got. Um, obviously, we've got a trademark that we live by, you know, mm. on and off the field. And as a, as a player at that football at our football club, all I can ask is those guys come in, buy in, and, and do the you know the right things by the team. And um, all those guys that you listed, Chuck, Lockie. And, and Joe, do it, like now that he's sort of new, um, they just seem to be doing that really well. And yeah. um, that's why I guess they fit in really well. And it helps, you know, the fact that they're ripping fellas off the field, like just good guys to have a chat with and, um, yeah, yeah, keep up the chat. Yeah, I, had a, I had a couple of his beers. I think he does own beer, doesn't he, or something like that? He, he does, yeah. He d- I, I, Any good? I, I, gave yeah. it, I gave it a sip. I scowled it. Over the Christmas <laughs> I beer-bonged it. So. <laughs> over the Christmas break, I had a, had a couple of drinks of it. But, um, yeah, not too bad. A little bit fruity for mine. I'm not a big... Uh, yeah, okay. I'd rather Is sort of just ale? a lager. Yeah, it's pale like a pale ale. ale. Yeah. I'd ra- much prefer a lager. But, um, yeah, the pale ale, it's probably not my game, but it seems to be doing all right. Yeah. All but, right. Yeah, you well, go. Part of the reason why he, he did want to, I suppose, leave Victoria was because of a different lifestyle. I mean, how much, how much of a difference some of the guys that, that have come in over the years to, to come into the culture, but then also the lifestyle and, I suppose, be able to be happier off the field as well. Yeah, I mean, well, not every AFL player enjoys going out in the public and being recognised. Um, I can imagine Mitch when he was... Loved back, it. Back down at the baggage. Loved he's, it. He's, he's walking to the coffee shop I used to, I used to put out on. a social media post saying where I was going to be at lunchtime. <laughs> I'm going down there prior to being there. I was already checking in. Well, Loved it. A lot, of, a lot of guys a lot of guys don't, I don't think, enjoy that side of the game. And, um, you know, I, I'm... A, I'm assuming from having known Joe for a couple of weeks now that he probably enjoys a little bit of um, you know quiet time and not being able to, and being able to go down to the shops and no one really hassle him mm. or anything like that. So um, yeah, it seems to be fitting in well. Yeah. Now I don't think a lot of people realise this, but you're like a kind of a lion since you were born. Like 
Like if we if we if we're like talking about where you're born into, like a lot of the a lot of the uh, the, the the Brunswick people are born into the Colton Footy Club, like like the Italian suburb around there. Like they're all you know kind of born into the Colton. You're like Fitzroy born and bred. So I you're was, a lion from yeah. since you were four years old. Very coincidental, but I was born in Fitzroy. It's uh, meant to be. Yeah, I know. Don't worry. The uh, the Fitzroy supporters down in Melbourne they they love it. Lost it when oh, they heard yeah. about that. So um, who brought that out? I thought I was. I thought I was. <laughs> no, no. I think no, that that I definitely got, got out. The fans down there, they're all over that sort of stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, very, very coincidental. Moved up here, obviously, when I was, uh, I think I was about four years old with, with dad and mum, and um, yeah, then ended up playing for the Lions, so. Yeah, because r- I saw that, like, you were Fitzroy uh, until 1996, uh, you moved to Brisbane 2000, Yep. Um, and then you were Aspley at the of five years age, yep. five, five years of age. Um, was your dad, like, a big supporter, a big fan of football, and he's like, no, nah, I'm getting him straight in there, don't worry about rugby, yeah, no yeah. league, no that union. W- that was it. Well, he spent his whole childhood and life living down in Melbourne as yeah, a diehard yeah. Essendon fan. Oh, um, yeah. Joey! Yeah, like, well, that's, that's what I said. I said to, um, I actually said to Joe, like, he can't get his old man up here to any of the games or anything or can't introduce him to my old man because he'll, he'll walk off. out of the room and he won't have a left ear. Um, yeah, dad, he'll absolutely love being able to chat to, to Joe's old man about footy because, um, you know, he would have grown up watching the four Danaher boys yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. at different times play footy for the Bombers. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that was sort of, I guess, why I you know, played AFL in where I grew up in a predominantly rugby league state. Um, yeah. Dad obviously loved footy and got me and my brother involved from a young age. So, um, yeah, tried tried rugby and that was just absolutely useless. But all your play. mates would have been playing league though, wouldn't they? They were, yeah. yeah. They all played league and union for in high school and that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, just not the sport for me. Yeah. Were you tall as from get-go or were you I kind of like gradually built into I this got a, big, big human being we <laughs> yeah. see today? I got a little Taller, bit. He's got like, <laughs> his photo's next to like Steph. I was looking at the, when you repped the, t- uh, the All-Stars. Yeah. You're like carrying over, like he's not the biggest track man, but you're a tall human being. What little, are you, 202? I'm 201, yeah. 201. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I, I didn't quite have the body shape for it. Mm. I was a little bit taller probably towards halfway through high school. Um, yeah. And I don't have any great speed or anything like that. So I wasn't burning blokes on the outside. And <laughs> to be frankly, I didn't really enjoy tackling too much either. So um, Nothing playing, strange, playing, rugby, cool, rugby, playing rugby league and rugby union, um, that's not the greatest sports if you don't love tackling. Yeah, so you actually, I've, I've done my homework, you were actually a forward through your whole junior. You won, you won a Neathful under-18s goal kicking with 80 snags in 17 games. Yeah, I did kick a few goals. How in, do you go yeah. from... Being Joe and Danaher as a kid to now you're Harris Andrews, the two-time All Australian <laughs> defender. How how do you make that transition? And do you want to give a shout out to anyone who uh, might have under 18s because you, you switched in the under 18 champs in you like yeah. a tack cup. You went from forward to back. I did. Yeah. Did you just go shit at one stage. And I like, was like, nah, yeah. this kid. I was right. I yeah, as you said, kicked a few goals in that 18 year, just using my height simply, like yeah, no yeah. real ability or anything. Just my height helped me out, and then yeah, um, yeah got through my draft year. Halfway through, uh, lucky enough, you know, Lions Academy, that sort of thing, and yeah. then couldn't get a kick at the Nationals, I reckon. <laughs> oh, really? I reckon, I reckon I'm, I'm playing like, forward. I'm playing forward. Like, got to Nationals, I reckon I've had maybe <laughs> two games of four disposals. Like, it was just dreadful. Um, and then and then they thought, oh, geez, we better do something with this guy, and we oh. threw, threw him down back. And um, I don't know, just sort of seemed to find the game a little bit easier from the back there. And, um, it helps when the guy that you're playing on takes you to the football as opposed to you actually having to decide where to go to get it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, a little bit different, but it's good. That same thing with like with Connor, wasn't it? Like, didn't he go through that? Like, he stunk it up and then went back and then found a new role. But now he's playing forward again. Yeah, I, I guess with those key position types, you sort of <laughs> just throw around the and, and just hope that it works. Don't you? <laughs> like throw around the ground. Forward back. Oh, we'll chuck him in the ruck a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll pick um, sixty-one in the draft. Were you like who did you talk to? Like, this is kind of relevant. But who were you talking to like during that? That like, you went to draft camp? Did you go to the the national thing? Like, how did that all pan out? Yeah, it's a little bit different to the normal draft that you probably would have gone through with yeah. the academy I stuff. I should have been picked twenty. Um, so I was <laughs> with the academy stuff but um yeah i guess all the other clubs would do that you know come up and have a chat and talk to mum and dad and that sort of thing and um so you didn't go draft camp 
No, I did go. Yeah, okay. I actually found out at draft camp that um, Brisbane were going to put a pick on me, put a bid on me, um, and then so, like, obviously, you know, have that interview with the club mm. and realize at that stage that I'm going to be on an AFL list and I'm over the moon. Um, unfortunately, the guys that I was staying with at draft camp were also academy guys and they didn't get the good news. Who um, were they? they Give uh, a little shout. You probably don't remember yeah, now. Matt, kind nah, of Matt, Matt Hamelman was. Oh, Hamo. Uh, Hamo. Yeah, he got yeah. picked up. Yeah, he got. He ended up getting picked up. Um, there's another guy from Aspley as well, um, Nick Jackson and. Um, yeah, so they, you know, obviously stoked for me, but uh, it was a little bit hard, sort of going back to the mm. room and having to try and temper my uh, my excitement. Um, Did you tell them straight away, or no? You're like, oh, I tried to play it a little bit. Wanna... Tried to play it a little bit. Cool, oh, Harry, Harry, who you been speaking to the draft? Oh, yeah, yeah I spoke to like yeah. Collingwood, those guys. Um, <laughs> Life changing moment. Yeah, yeah, but um, you know, Brisbane just told me they're going to pick me up, yeah. bro. But um, so then after that, uh, so that was on a oh, Thursday or Friday, and then it come to Monday, and um, that's when the opportunity for clubs to like put a bid on me, oh, so okay. if you know what I mean. That, so would, that would have been fresh in like the academies, right? It was, yeah. yeah. So um, pretty much what happened was we were, we'd set the alarm for eight o'clock, forgot about daylight savings. Um, and then- <laughs> Bloody Brisbane. Uh, oh, come, yeah, checked onto the computer and like first thing we saw on the screen was North Melbourne have bid on Harris Andrews. Oh, did they really? Yeah, yeah. And so um, okay, oh, I think it was 35 or six. And um, so for a moment there, we're just like thinking, oh God, like I'm moving down to Melbourne. Like, you know, obviously very excited at the same time. Like, opportunity no, to play wasn't. AFL football. Um, and then, you know, probably 10, 15 seconds later, we're just sitting there like, and then it come up, Brisbane matched the bid. So, um, yeah, it was really, really exciting. Obviously, the wow. opportunity to stay in Brisbane with families and friends and, um, you know, I'm very grateful. Do yeah. you still remember the moment of, I suppose, being around your family and friends and, and obviously your parents who've obviously been part of that journey with you? You finally get the news. Of course, you got told leading into the to the to the camp that Brisbane pretty came, but until yep. it actually happens, it, it probably doesn't feel real. Yeah, absolutely not. Now, I, I sort of it probably took me a little bit of time to get over it, but then um, to be able to reflect upon it, like I wasn't really much of a well beater as a, as a kid as a footballer, and um, you know, under 18s was my first state team that I played in. So um, I guess to be able to reflect on the journey that I had in that previous 12 months um, with obviously grade 12 going on and, and also just developing as a footballer. Um, you know, to end up on an AFL list, I was very lucky and always, you know, try and make the most of it every day. So there's a couple other players that got uh, traded to this club when you got drafted. You just want to reel off a couple of those names. And is there actually anyone from your draft still here? Uh, I don't... Th nah, it's just me, I think, from my draft. We took... Obviously, that was the year we got um, Dane Beams, Alan Christensen, and there's some other bloke who I'm not really too sure. You do know. Um, you know. <laughs> that was Mitch Robinson's Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. We're still here, baby. Yeah, we're still, <laughs> still, still right. growing. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're still here, baby. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, the, obviously, we traded away a few of our early picks and yeah. um, picked pretty high up in the like later in the draft. So, unfortunately, a few of those guys didn't quite work out. Um, you know, very grateful for all their friendships and um, had a good first couple of years with them. Did you unfollow them straight away like I do? No, nah, I'm not like you, Mitch. I'm, I'm wired a little bit differently. I try and keep those relationships built. I'm just... Uh, With the list that we had, you would have had about 40 blokes that aren't in the club anymore, probably. Yeah, well, there's been monster turnover since uh, since those days yeah. in 15 and 16 yeah. and um, headed in the right direction. We're going to talk about that, like your early early start of your career. Um, run, run me through because it wasn't the best of times at the Brisbane Lions, probably for your first four years here, right? So... We won four games in your first year, but yep. you, you got a rising star nomination that year. Like you, you know, you personally you were going all right. Had a yep. great game against Geelong. Was that the game you got it? Yep, yep. Down. What uh, did you have like ten mocks or something like that? Oh uh, yeah, I can't remember. You know, exactly. no, I, I can't remember. Most of this. Oh man, I can't remember ten mocks for twenty. I can't remember. No, I I played all right that day considering how much we got beaten by. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, was <laughs> I was tagging Paddy Daniels. I was playing. <laughs> I was playing on Josh Walker, so it was good. <laughs> oh, fun. really? Yeah, quick Easy. Quick no little, wonder quick you got it. Quick little shout out. Shout out to Josh Walker. I saw you on the Puma bandwagon now, mate. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, no, sorry, back to what you were saying, like first first couple of years, um, you know, 
obviously we weren't going well at all. Four yeah, wins. Yeah. I was I was probably just in a bit of a honeymoon phase. I reckon like I'm you know coming out of school and and playing AFL football. My mates are getting along to games and all that sort of thing. And mm. um, I'm just loving the experience of being able to go out on an AFL field and play against guys that I've grown up idolising. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it sort of, obviously when Fags came, it probably got to a point where I was like, oh, the honeymoon phase is over. I need to, like, I actually want to start winning football games. And, um, you know, I was a little bit slow there early on. We weren't able to get the results we wanted, but I could, you could absolutely see that we were headed in the right direction. And um, he, he find, The f- thing that I found fascinating was, like, a lot of, a lot of teams and stuff can kind of bullshit around the fact that like, oh, we find positives in games and we get, we're getting flogged. I'll run you through one game that we had, round 21 against Adelaide, 131 mm. to 44. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. That game mm. was horrid, absolutely yeah. horrid. I think like Zorko had like four goals, 40 touches, something like that, and Rocky had like 50 touches. Like was, the stats were crazy, but in your head, you must have been thinking about where, where are we going to get the you know, positives coming out of this? And some, for some reason, we still like, we won five games that year, but... Yeah. Yeah, that was that was certainly a very dark night for for the entire <laughs> football club. Um, what were your personal stats? Like, oh, who, who are you playing on? Texie? Oh, I think Tex might have come off the ground with seven goals. To his name. <laughs> you um, kept him to seven. Yeah, though, kept yeah. him to seven. That's, yeah. that's not well, bad. Considering <laughs> they kicked nearly thirty eight or thirty nine or whatever it ended up being. Um, no, nah, it was it was pretty dark. Um, obviously, you walk off the ground after a game like that. You've got Crows fans in you as you you know walking off yeah. the ground. Um, it could be quite a lonely place in that change room, but. Yeah. Um, you know, to our credit, a lot of those guys were here the first couple of years that Fags come in and um, I guess, yeah, you just move on with it. I was probably in that honeymoon phase that I was talking about a little bit, so I was, you know, no, disappointed. That's a shit honeymoon, not going to lie. I don't <laughs> yeah. know why you think, this is awesome! We've got a hundred ten points! No, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. It dragged on a bit too. It was yeah. a, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you get in the rooms and it, as you said, it's a duck, it's a pretty sombre place. Like, how do you how do you keep morale up? Like, how do you go yeah. through that period and, and you guys are, I suppose, seen as those leaders coming through? I mean, how do you... How do you keep morale up, especially someone like yourself who's kind of just come into this environment? Like yeah, you I think um, you've got to try and take, as much silly as it sounds, like the little positives, I guess. Like mm. you're getting good games into guys like me and um, Eric Hipwood and Josh Shack when he was at the club. Like they obviously played that night and it was a really tough learning um, mm. opportunity. But at the same time, you've got to take those learnings away and understand that like it's a good representation of, oh, geez, I can see Taylor Walker, he's so strong. Like yeah. I've got to work on that game so that I can wrestle him when the ball comes in or I've got to be in better positions to be able to combat what he's doing. And mm. um, yeah, you just got to try and take those little learnings away. It's obviously not a very fun period for guys when that's happening to you, but um, in the long run, I feel like it's really built my character and a lot of the guys that are, that were there as well, their character as well. It's probably one of those things what I was saying, like Fakes finds those positives within the losses that we had. Like we had, we, I think we lost like five games by under a goal as well. Mm. So that year wasn't all doom and gloom. We could kind of see the writing on the wall that, you know, we put these processes in place. If we, you know, abide by the team rules and start doing what he wants us to do, it's definitely going to help us in terms of like long run. And now we, I think we're like five years, four years now in, in with mm. Fags. Yeah, Fags will be uh, started 2017, so 17, 18, yeah. 19, 20, 21. Yeah, five years in. Yeah, yeah so we, we start recognising what, our, like, we can start working on things that we couldn't do in the past. Now we've got like the experience in the groups. He's got like, what, 100 something games under his belt now. So those couple of things that, you know, we really want to start working on differently mm. and, you know, a, probably like adhering to a new structure or like advancing in that regard. So mm. we can see the writing on the wall ages ago, but. Run us through 2018. Like, this is obviously going to be a talking point that I wanted to bring up straight away. But, like, you were in All-Australian form going to going through this year. So, you got All-Australian 2019, right? 2020? Yep. yep. 2018, I reckon. You're on track, sure. You're, mm. in all, you're on all the social media teams and stuff. So, you're ready to go. Yeah. So, run through that year. Because yeah. that was like your breakout year, Had wasn't a, it? Yeah. Um, what was your breakout year, you reckon? I think 2019 was probably my breakout year for mm. mine. Um, but 2018 was going okay. Like I was playing some half-decent footy at the mm. start of the year. And then um, obviously, as you mentioned earlier about the, the head knock, um, 
you know, which probably put a bit of a halt to the to the year yeah, for yeah. me personally. Um, well, I, I think I ended up missing five weeks uh, and then played the last couple of games, got a few bags kicked on me at the end of the oh, year. Yeah. Oh, which you know, you put that down to yeah. concussion. You, you come back yeah. to yeah, you come back to it. And it's a bit of a sour taste leaving your mouth. Um, you know, at the end of the year when you you have a head knock like that and then come back and uh, have a couple of bad games, finish the year, and then you have to sort of yeah. mull over that during the off-season. Yeah. Um, what I was going to allude to, like, obviously, everyone knows what happened that incident, whatever, get on, move on from that. You, nothing's gone, like, how happened of it. I'm sure he was remorseful or whatever happened. He said, sorry, it was all good. But talk about the concussion rule, because we've had, like, a bit of discussion about that recently. Um, we've lost a couple of teammates through it. Obviously, Justin Clark, and we have one more. Have a wife, Jack Frost. Yeah, yeah, mm. so we've lost three blokes pretty much to that, so... Run me through. Do you think the protocol should change around that? Obviously, you had a lot of time off because of how severe it was, and you had like a fracture and shit in there. But yep. do you see like it getting better or worse in terms? Because I know we'll talk about NFL as well. Like you're a massive NFL fan. They like yep. again their CTE things and mm. like some terrible things post footy and when yeah. they scan their brain afterwards. Run us through what your thoughts are on concussion rules and how long it should last, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, um, I think they've they've just changed it from six days to, to 12, twelve days, yeah. which minimum, yeah. I, I, th- I actually really appreciate. Um, I think players, you can get caught in your own head wanting to, um, you know, put your team before your own health and, and you just want to be that guy that gets back out on the field as quickly as you can. And um, often, you know, you think you're all right and you're not. Mm. Like, I, I was very lucky when I obviously had my knock. Um, the club was extremely patient. They never at one point tried to rush me back or anything like that. And I, clearly that just shows a real um, emphasis on my health. Like, they value my health over my actual on-field performance and um, that's something that I really appreciate. So... Yeah, I think the 12-day thing, not a bad result. Um, you know, it'll probably get a little bit sticky at some point when in a prelim final someone goes yeah. down with concussion and then grand yeah. final that, day. That's where the test will be, won't it? Yeah, you know, I, I think so. When it's, when it's really in the in the media, in the hype and that sort of thing, um, that's where it's going to be important. But, yeah, I, I think with all that CTE stuff that you talked about, obviously yeah. with um, Shane Tuck and, and Danny, mm. da- uh, Danny Frawley, sorry, yeah. um, and the NFL as well, like it's really concerning to see that the deterioration of health um, for guys suffering head knocks, repeated head knocks. Um, and as an industry, I think we're doing a good job of creating a place where players are safe and not forced to go back out on the field, which they might have been in years gone by. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's obviously disappointing, you know, the way that guys have and get that CTE after their careers. Um, and I think there's just so much research being done. So, yeah. is, it, is, it still really, is it still really uncomfortable to talk about, um, you know, in terms of concussion? Like, not saying that it's, it's a sensitive topic, but just... It's a really difficult thing to talk about. I it think is. everyone experiences it different at the same time as well. Like you could get like a little inconspicuous knock, and uh, obviously Paddy McCartan was a massive one. Like he was getting like literally hit by a fly, and he'd be out, mm. and he'd be suffering like those type of things. And if you see like recurring incidents from those type of players or him himself, you're like, man, just throw it away. It's not worth it. Mm. That's where I think it varies from like if you're having it once a year or something like that, or if it's a little like you went in hard and got a head knock and you felt fine the next day or straight after. You're still gonna have to take a 12-day break, like minimum required mm. to do that. So that's where I think it's gonna be a bit touch and go with when you know talk about finals or big yeah. games and those moments where look, I feel fine. I'm trained. I've just trained, done a whole week training. I feel fine. No um, delay concussion effects or side effects. And then that's where I think it's kind of a bit um, grey area. So mm. I know there's it's a rec- it's a guaranteed 12 days off now. So that's where I think it's just a little bit. I think each case, for me personally, should be assessed differently. Like if mm. someone like got yeah. shit mixed. Like Justin Clark did with us, like he, like I heard that knock from the other end of the ground. Mm. Eventually ruined his, like evidently ruined his career. He didn't play again. Yep. Those type of things I think should be taken like in consideration for like how bad the knock was compared to what the effect. Like if you're feeling yeah. something the next day, mm. don't pass a scan Monday. You're yeah, done. Mm. Yeah. That's what I think. Well, that's that's my opinion anyway. Yeah, I, th- 
I think... Um, I understand of, what they're a, trying to do. A part of me thinks you have to sort of take the emotion out of it a little bit. Like, yeah. if you give that 12-day lock-in, like, where they're not allowed to play footy, um, you take out any opportunities, guys can, you know, sneak back and when they're not right. And that's, mm. I reckon, that's mm. opportunity where, in the longer term, that's going to hurt them more because they're more susceptible then to receive another concussion and obviously the damage would be worse and worse. I'm, you know, no brain expert, so I'm not yeah. really yeah, too yeah, sure. Yeah. No, I don't have my PhD. Just, <laughs> my, just my sort of... Yeah, I, don't, I actually yeah. really enjoy the fact that the AFL's put that 12 days in place. And, um, you know, as a footballer, I feel really confident that my club, um, the AFL, have got my best interest at heart. Yeah. Mm. I just think the games matter. Like, if it's a grand final, someone's, like, got a bit of an elbow to the temple and he's gone down for, like, a millisecond and yeah. he feels fine straight after the next day, yada, yada. He's not playing a grand final. I, I understand, like, what's happening with the CTEs and stuff. And it's, it's for me personally, because I've had a fair few, mm. it's worrying that that could be a possibility for me down the track. But I just feel like... Um, it should be like every case should be assessed individually because um, you know everyone's different. But yeah, that's just my opinion anyway. But yeah, we'll talk about so eight, 2018. Well, I thought personally was your breakout year. I thought you were killing it. I know you inside and out though. Um, run us through Daddy Harris. We know about Daddy Harris. Like we, you know, like we got. Oh, I'm so mature for myself. <laughs> uh, uh, like I'm just the most professional at the club three years in a row. Look at me, everybody. I'm so good. Run us through Daddy Harris because these boys, I've heard a couple of rumours and I'm about to call one of them. Oh, you know what I am. I'm about to call one of them because um, I've got a couple of rumours here. But run, run us through like nah, that approach you had from the mature nah, so uh, pretty much what happened was my couple of my mates that got delisted, they moved back home. Um, I was left in a bit of disarray about my living arrangements, what I was going to do. Um, and then uh, Craig Lambert actually said to me, oh, mate, would you, would you entertain the idea of having two draftees moving with you? And I thought, oh all right, that sounds good. You know, they can fill in the spots that, I was, that the other guys were in and um, obviously lucky enough to get Hugh and Jared um, up to up to Brisbane and they obviously had a good partnership coming up here. And so they moved in with me and um, they'd been living in boarding school for the last two or three years before yeah. they moved up. So, you know, they were getting getting their bums wiped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, no, nah, they, were, they were good. I mean, they were really obviously great fellas to have um, yeah, in yeah. your place. But, you know, they'd been in boarding school where they'd had a lot of stuff done for them and... Um, just trying to entertain them and keep them um, growing and understanding that a lot goes on behind the scenes and why their clothes weren't going into a washing basket and then magically appearing. Like, up all like that a tree. Yeah. It's funny because like uh, there's this one thing I wanna, I'm going to call one of the boys in a minute and he thinks that I'm pre-recording this. So you, I'll mute you and you'll listen to what he's saying. So you see if it's true, okay. the story is true. I love it. But um, just the, I, I guess taking a young bloke, you would have had a, a, like it's a pretty big thing for the club to like, who are we going to put our two future players, like big name players, they're going to be like guns, like Barry and Himakagich, which they are now making a good name for himself. Put the trust in Big Harrow just to look after him as a daddy. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of it, like a pat it, in the back it, in it, one it way. It was, yeah. I think, um, you know, they wouldn't throw those guys into everyone at the footy club. Cause yeah, yeah. Who can handle it? Who, what kind of player? Yeah. I mean, at the same time, like they're only two years younger than I am. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, they're only two years. So, I'm not so you ain't going down the valley we're and not, stuff. We're not <laughs> talking <laughs> 10 years. Like, I'm, you know, I can still chat to him. It's not like me. It's not like you and Chance. Like where Chance is like doing something. You're, you're like, what's he hey. doing? Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it was great. I obviously built really good friendships with them and um, loved my time with them. Um, Jared bought a place and moved out and took Huey with him. So that yeah, was sad right. to see them go. How's that house too? It's a, yeah, it's a nice pad, but um, yeah, you, I don't know, move on and get to see him at the footy club every day anyway. So it's good <laughs> yeah, fun. I heard you're just a little don't, bit... Just don't have to deal with their rubbish. I heard you're a little bit sour, to be honest, but we'll give, we'll give Bez a call and I'll see if it works. Oh. We'll use this little, nice little podcast machine. Um, we'll give him a call. Get him along. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask about... I ask about this You room. called Jared there. Oh, he hasn't. Oh. You told him, didn't there we go. I was going to say, if he's, if he's blocked me already. 
said 150. Here we go. Mitch. Jared, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Mate, so I'm doing this pre-recording right now for um, the potty this Arvo. Uh, I know we spoke about yeah. it beforehand. I'm, I'm, I just want to understand what this rumour is or, you know, the truth behind this because, you know, it's been getting around the club a little bit now, so I just want to find out that it's, you know, got legs or not. Can you run me through the, the cake incident with his missus and not showing, you guys weren't showing respect to him about it? Yeah, yeah. Is this, this Harry? Yeah, this is about Harry. Yeah. Head. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Um, yeah, it's a bit outside, to be honest. Actually, um, I mean, good country boys, we were driving home from training, and um, and uh, Harris has bailed us up and gone, like, boys, you know, like, Em, who's Harris' girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Uh, still is, right? Still is, hopefully. Um, yeah. <laughs> Probably not after this. Um, <laughs> yeah, Harris has bailed us up and said, like, Em's gone to all this mess. We've got your cake and stuff. Um, make sure you say thank you to her. And me and Huey, like, looking at each other, like, well, are you serious, mate? Like, yeah, of course you're going to say Yeah, of course you're going to say Who do you think we are? Yeah, anyway, we um, we we uh, thought we'd hand him up a bit and didn't, didn't actually say thanks. <laughs> so, Harry's called, like, a, like an emergency meeting, household meeting, um, bringing leading teams. Uh, is he, is he brought in leading teams? Yeah, yeah, Fletch was there. Fletch so, was there? Yeah. He he ran a session on the uh, on the TV over Zoom and um, yeah, just running through what our what our true morals are and all that sort of stuff. Trademark so, respect. Yeah, um, and yeah, so that that's all true. That's one hundred percent true. And um, yeah, to this day, that's why me and Clug had to make the move. Yeah, yeah, um, okay. out of out of that dictatorship and yeah. now we've. Uh, <laughs> Now we're now we're in a better place. Yeah, well, I was just I was just like I was looking going through my questions, thinking like, oh, what happened to you know the, the love triangle you guys had, you know, like Daddy Daddy Harris and stuff, and then you got your own place. <laughs> and you took you took Huey with you, so now nah, that's great. I'll have plenty of ammunition now when I talk to him. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate that, man. The, the He'll funny, probably deny, but yeah, of course um, he will. Of course, he, that's kind of black like he, he is. He knows uh, deep down that it is true. Yeah, so, mate, we've got Harrow here. He's actually with us, so. Unbelievable. Oh. <laughs> absolutely unbelievable. You absolute snake. Any mayo on that or no? So much ham on that. Oh, a little bit, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> no, Harrow, you muted then or something? You moved up here pretty quick and you, you and Cluggy very quick to forget your country values. So I just wanted, to keep, <laughs> just wanted to keep reminding you, you know, you've got to be respectful and say thanks when you're required. But this bloke, he's just yeah. wording them up and saying, hey, mate, you know, Emily's gone through oh, a, a very no. big effort <laughs> making this cake yeah. for you. Just make uh, sure you guys say so. They would, yeah, country values were forgotten and they would forget no, to do that sort no, of thing. No, that, that bit is actually true, Harry. The yeah. first part's true. No, the, the, the wording him no, up about it was true. I, 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 that, I the leading team's that. getting and that in there. Well, that's yeah, probably a bit of my yeah, so that's much a hammer. So much ham on but, that story. No, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, I you'd want your daughter to date this type of guy. Harrow <laughs> or you? Yeah. No, oh, Harry. <laughs> you, know, like, you don't want your daughter dating snakes. I'll tell you that. Oh, no worries, Barry. Thank you for coming on the podcast, mate. Thanks, Bez. I'll see you Thanks, at the club Bez. tomorrow, mate. Yeah, you're not going to forget Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm a long-term listener as well, Mitch. So. Oh, you are? There we go. First time call a long-time listener. I love that. That's a lie. All right. No worries. Thanks, bro. Yeah, well, there you go. Oh, right. so there we Thoughts, Harry? We should give him an opportunity to defend himself here, I reckon. So yeah. Oh, no, I don't know. It's just like we would try and do things to make those boys feel as... Um, homely as we could, you know, invite their families like when they come around and that sort of thing. And 
Um, often the boys would forget to do nice things and say thanks to people. So I just thought I'd say just a nice little reminder. Yeah, um, that's you love. M's going to the effort of going and getting a cake and decorate, decorating it for him. Um, Probably got it from Woolies and already had the birthday number and stuff. Well, like that. Yeah, I know, but just yeah, <laughs> <laughs> do, what, do what you can. Do what you can. No, nah, that's all good. That's a, I thought I was a very, I, I teed that up earlier. That's a very, very funny story. But no, nah, we hear about um, how valuable you are at this club. Like everyone's like, oh, you know, he's he's a great leader. He looks after young blokes. His missus gets cakes for him. Um, he's most professional. Most award. professional. All this yeah. all this stuff. Like Harris Andrews is outside image. Does anyone know that we're actually nine wins, zero losses without you? Is that is it, does anyone know this? Know that, or is that just me? Just uh, yeah, oh, Fag certainly knows about it. He's very he brings quick, it up. He's yeah. very quick when we uh, when I go out with injury or, or something like that. He's quick to remind the boys that you know they can get the job and they do get the job done without me. And um, I know you've certainly brought that up with me many times. I, I, I think have. the last episode might have got a run. I think it was five at that stage. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Missed a couple <laughs> late last year with a hammy, and then uh, don't worry the boys about it. another three wins in a row. So they yeah, just keep banking them at this point. Have you been um, getting called Daniel Andrews at all, or not? Oh, uh, Any relation? Occasion, no, no relation at all. Um, Lucky. Yeah, I know. But um, no, nah, not too much. You know, occasionally you get people... Actually, that's funny. You Weren't you going to go to a costume party? That's funny. I was going to go last, <laughs> yeah, last year to a costume party with Daniel Andrews. That's funny. Actually, the other night, last Friday at um, Morningside, you just reminded me, there was a guy... And he called me Daniel. And I thought... What? I thought for sure he was getting me mistaken for Daniel McStay. And oh. I was kind of like... I, I just said to him, oh, mate, like it's Harris. And he goes, oh, I thought it was Daniel Andrews. And oh, like, he's oh, done you. Yeah, he's actually I, done you. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay, no. Yeah. Some random bloke's oh. done you. No, nah, I love point. it. No, nah, I love it. But, um, yeah, that's funny you remind me of that. That's Very a pisser. That's an actual pisser. No, but um, we'll, we'll touch on a couple more things before we get to your outside hobbies, which um, is, you know, socially pumped up a little bit more than I think it should with the NFL status <laughs> and he's... I don't know, gambling agencies want him now because he's so good at this. But we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> Let's talk about your, your double AA jackets. Like, I know personal accolades aren't a big thing in your repertoire. Like, you don't really care too much about it. Obviously, it's a good pat on the back to have. I was so close one year, but I didn't, get, didn't make the squad. Um, You're ringing me, asking me oh. whether I'd heard of where the uh, squad's <laughs> been announced yet. You got inside with Gaz. I thought Gaz <laughs> might have known. Um, so, that, so... Just talk about like when you're goal setting. Like I, was, I want to, any younger people watching this, I want to understand what goal setting is for someone. You carry a book to every meeting, and you're 25, 24, 24 at the moment, yep. and you've basically been here for about five, no, six, seven years. Seventh year. Seventh year, same year as me. Run us through like the book thing and like setting personal goals and and what you what you go into a new season thinking about and what you can work on. Because like a lot of kids will probably pay to hear this stuff. I know we've got yep. a, lot of, a lot of those apps out there you can do that. But give us a rundown of what, what works for you and what you know you can pass on to someone else coming through. Yep. Um, oh, well, I guess with the book stuff for starters, um, I love just writing notes down. Uh, probably find my best way of learning is being able to write notes down, um, obviously while I'm listening and then reflecting upon them after. Um, sometimes <laughs> if I don't have my book and I'm sitting there listening, it often just goes in one ear and out the other yeah, ear. Yeah. So um, that's probably just from a a learning perspective um playing as, as a fullback or center halfback um you obviously have good matchups against other key forwards so taking little notes every time you play them um so i've you know i've got a collection of five or six books there yeah. um which if i'm playing against a guy i haven't played in a couple of years or i can go back and reflect on what i wrote last time what worked what didn't work after i've watched my edits um i just enjoy that side of the game i'm a bit of a footy nut like that and um mm. you know the boys take the piss out of me a bit but um, at the same time, I guess everyone just has to do what works for them. So, um, yeah, that's been really good. I guess going into the season, you don't really try and put any sort of um, internal expectations on yourself. I think for me personally, it's all now just about being as good a leader out on the field as I can, um, keep developing 
young guys around me keep trying to make their life a little bit easier i get real satisfaction out of seeing young guys come into the club and um you know particularly guys in the back line who i work with mm. they go from not knowing the system that we play in to now understanding the system after we've you know had five six weeks of pre-season training yeah um and i feel like as a, as a more senior player at the club you can influence that and, yeah, yeah. um so seeing those younger guys start to you know speak up in meetings and, and have a really good understanding out on the field about their positioning and all that sort of thing um that's really beneficial for me personally and did you get a bit of that from Hodgos? Yeah, because he like you were that player you were doing that probably too early in your career when you're like trying to be that leader you and darcy gardner him coming in <laughs> obviously took a lot of load off you right yeah he did yeah he was um you know well personally he was the best that i've played with and, yeah um he's regarded in such a high high esteem um for his leadership throughout his career and certainly provided a really great example for myself and a lot of the guys in the back line um so yeah i've just tried to carry on that a little bit obviously i'm you know if i could be half as good as he is at that Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd find that a great success. So, um, yeah, get really a great kick out of improving younger guys. And then personally, it's just, um, you know, keep working on my game, getting better at different things and, um, yeah, taking little parts. I sat down at the end of last year, want to improve my ground level stuff. So um, being able to get the ball out of the area in the marking contest and um, whether that's spool or mark, but then when the ball is on the ground, um, just being a bit yeah, more impactful okay. and, and even on offense, trying to get involved a bit more because, um, the way the game's going, everyone has to be able to be involved. It's too easy for defences if you're not. 100%. I know you say that you, you don't want to put expectations on yourself, but for the last two years you've been regarded as one of the best defenders in the game. So does it get to a point where you are right now where it's not about expectations but probably rather the standard that you've set for yourself and the brand that you've built and I suppose the name that you've established for yourself as one of the best players in the game? Because oh, I could imagine you just get to that level and, and, and that's where you want to stay now. Yeah, it is. I guess, um, as I said, like I want to keep improving with other things that I'm, you know, might not be so good at. Um, but yeah, certainly from a training perspective, and preseason is the perfect time for it. Like, I want to hold myself to a really high standard, making sure I'm not making mistakes at training. Um, always communicating well with everyone around me, and if I can just keep improving in that area, I feel like overall as football, I'll be better for it, and um, that might even lead to, you know, potentially finishing footy, having a good understanding of the game, and um, going into coaching, which I'd love to do. So. When, when, when was the moment that you felt of, 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 of I feel comfortable now as being seen as one of the, the elite players in the game? There, there must have been a period where you yourself probably walked out with the confidence knowing, no, well, I can match it with everyone now. Yeah. Was that champion data? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was um, oh, probably the first time I felt really comfortable. Not really comfortable. That sort of sounds a bit arrogant. but Not really. Um, Back, back end of 2019, like I was playing some half-decent footy, um, you know, just felt really confident going into games, knowing that I had knew what I had to do, what my role was. And I think the club and Fags and, and Murray Davis, our backline coach, does a really great job of, um, you know, simplifying what your role for the team is. And if you can do that role for the team, we'll be better collectively. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I've got a really great understanding, probably from that halfway through 2019, like I've got a great understanding of what I need to do on game day to perform well. Um, and if I can just do that, then, you know, I'll help the team as a group. Um, and then that next step for me is helping guys around me to make their jobs easier. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's something that I'll continue to work on and will forever work on. Yeah, I love that about you. Um, run, run us through, like, the hardest player you've had to play on. It could have been... Because it varies... Obviously, when you're playing key defence, you're playing on key forward, right? So it varies uh, on the ball movement of the team, like how the midfield's defence is, um, high hands, getting the ball above, so you can get a better chance of spoiling. We know all, all, these all the really unsexy things that yeah, yeah, us yeah, key yeah. defenders and defenders alike absolutely love. You love when the middies are putting a bit of pressure on that ball's coming high, and love you're just like, hate. oh, I can just sit on this <laughs> one. And 
Big Specky, not my defender bang spoil, but yeah. run us through like who, who's, who's some of the toughest players for to match up on or, or who do you think the best is as well in the AFL? Oh, geez. Because yeah. let's, let's not bullshit. Tommy Hawkins, like he's a th- he's an actual tree trunk. Together. Yeah, he's a unit. Yeah, he's, he's humongous. That's the, the biggest thing um, is that they're all different. Like all the key forwards, everyone's got their own attributes that, you know, makes them a great player and that not, not all key forwards are the same. So, mm. um, you know, it's awesome as a defender being able to try and combat, say, Tom Hawkins, for example, who... His forward craft is so good and his ability to lead at the kicker when, he, when he's required to and just get the ball out in front, take great mark. He's so strong in the marking contest. So if you get caught in front of him or onside and then he's just ability to hold you out and then take a chest mark, like it's so good. And then mm. you go and play against guys like Ben Brown who just run, runs. runs for 15, 16 Ks 17 a game. 17 Ks. Just keep, keep trucking yeah. around, moves, um, you know, takes the ball at the highest point. Um, Joe Danaher, perfect example, you know, when he played, when I was playing him early on in my career, his ability to just launch at the football, um, mm. you can be standing in front of him and next thing you know, you're on a poster because he's <laughs> standing on your yeah, shoulders. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's great. Like, I, I really enjoy the fact that as a defender, you you play against these guys maybe once, maybe twice a year um, and you start to build a little bit of a, um, rivalry. I guess, a no- rivalry, but a knowledge <laughs> base around mm. what, what these guys do week in, week out. Um, I love watching footage, as I said. Um, seeing different little parts of their games that they're good at and trying to exploit the things that they're maybe not that good at. Um, mm. But as you said, Mitch, like we're just so reliant as defenders on the forwards and the mids to put the pressure on the ball because mm. at the end of the day, as defenders, we are reacting to what the forward's doing. And yeah, often if you're is. the one, if you're the forward who's making the decisions where he's leading, then yeah. you've already got the head start. Yeah. Um, so... This yeah. it sounds so much like this bloke's an American. Like the way you know how like we're about to talk about we're talk, we're about so to talk about it. Oh mate, yeah. we're, we're about to talk about NFL, but like I don't know if you've seen how much swagger these guys had, like Ramsey and who was that bloke? Adams or something? That yeah, Devontae Adams. Devontae mm. Adams, like the way they go at each other, like they're always like it's their little thing. Like the back line have their own little f- culture and family um in that club. Like it's like, oh let the back sick. They're always latest to the meetings or when we're going coming into always the hard working ones. Oh yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> honestly they are they're doing all the more like a stuff that you shouldn't be doing. Like, man, come on, hurry up and you finish that conversation after this little drill. Like they take forever to get into the huddle, all that type of stuff. But um do you have like that one guy that you're like, fuck, I really want to beat this guy like there's a one like who do you think uh, it is? Oh from a Probably, or do you think want to you look at it like who's the best forward, like who's kicking yeah, the most goals I think, that game? I think yeah, it's always that you know year. you come up against the guy who's leading the Coleman, and you want um, to play good. And in usually they've kicked the bag by the week before, so <laughs> they're, they're walking down to full forward with their chest buffed out, yeah, ready, yeah. ready to go. Do you um, do you feel that same like I, when I was tagging like the big players, like they were getting like forties and thirties, and I'd like try and lock in and keep them under like twenty or whatever it would be. I, would, I wouldn't lose sleep, but I, I was always thinking like, oh, I just really want to like beat this guy. Like mm. that, that ner- nervousness I have before a game, this whole game can rely on if I do my job well. Like yeah. I love that aspect to it. Do you like get that uh, nervous feeling or you like, let's I've fucking go? Certainly early on I did in my career when, yeah, yeah. you know, um, we weren't going overly well and um, I'm worried, I'm concerned the night before bed. I'm si- sitting in a hotel room <laughs> in Adelaide by myself thinking, oh God, I hope he doesn't get a hold of me. Like, you know, concerned. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, now I guess probably since Fag has even come in, like yeah. that simplifying of the role and just understanding what I need to do as a player. Yeah. Um, it's more team now. So it's, I just it like is. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, that that you got to get away from that. And as a back six in particular, I feel like we work really well together. And when someone tries to stray from that and just worry about what they're doing too much, that's when it all breaks down. Yeah. Um, yep. So uh, there's a strong accountability there from my teammates around me that. If they sort of see that I'm, you know, getting a little bit not personal with my forward, but like starting to go away from the system and just worrying about Stuff him a bit too isolated. much, yeah, like they're very quick to pull you back in line and make yeah. sure that you get get in line with the system. 
Yeah, mint. Well, that's what we'll lead into about the outside of Aris Harris, Andrews. Let's let's talk about outside of football. Like you're so <laughs> sounds like you're so consumed and you just love this game of AFL football. <laughs> uh, sounds fascinating to be inside your brain. So you're a massive NFL fan. Only recently though, like so you've only I think when we were on the podcast last, you actually were a fan uh, then too. Maybe two years ago. Halfway through, was it? Uh, last I think year halfway year through last. Oh, actually, it would have been the year before. It would have been 2018. Yeah, 2018. 2018. Yeah, so you're a big Tom Brady fan, like the Bucks. Mm. Let's raise nah, a flag this right, year, baby. So just, just to clarify with that, just to clarify <laughs> with that, I'm a big Tampa Bay fan. All right. So this was before Tom Brady, obviously balling yeah. out in New England, Super Bowl after Super Bowl. So you weren't a Tom Brady fan beforehand? No, I was not a Tom Brady fan. I was a, I was a Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> I fan. Know, I didn't starters. know that. That's actually so got a bit like, more gloss on it now. Uh, everyone's spitting on my name. Like, oh, you're a bandwagon oh. fan. Like, Shout out uh, to Alex Witherden who spat <laughs> yeah, on you on yeah. social media the other day. Don't at me on Twitter. <laughs> no, don't, um, don't at me with nah, You're dead to me. It's... Um, yeah, big Tampa Bay fan. I jumped on them probably 2017. or What's behind that? Late 2016. So, you're going to hate this. Of course um, I will. I've done, uh, like, you go online, I'm thinking, oh, geez, I want to get in NFL. What team should I support? I did one of, of course, those yeah. lame, like, quizzes. You know, like, it's like a personality quiz. Like, Harris. oh, we'll do this. Like, no, listen, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a team. I knew nothing. Do this, like, quiz thing. Anyways, they lead me to three teams. I can't remember who the other team of them, who the other teams were. One of them, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They'd just gotten the first pick, Jameis Winston, who didn't quite work out for them. Yeah. Um, what, so he was number one? He was pick one. What yeah. was he? What position was he? Quarterback. Yeah, oh, so, he, so he's the big dog of the organisation. Yeah. Yeah. Coming in, it's like, you know, get on the bottom, buy cheap, yeah. sell high. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm thinking they're going to rise. He doesn't work out for them. Brady comes in at the end of last year, takes over his spot. Takes them to the Super Bowl. Wow. Um, so, they had, so they had the tool, the, the tools in place to be able to make it. They just didn't have a QB. They, yeah, that was the thing. They, like Interceptions are very important yeah, in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. You try and limit them. Um, mm. James Winston was thrown. He threw 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Oh, uh, shit. That's, that's like this season last year. Yeah, so it was yeah, dreadful. Couldn't hold on to the ball. Shout out to Winston who watches every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Long time fan. <laughs> um, but no, nah, it, 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 didn't, it didn't quite uh, work out for him. And then they obviously get Brady, who's probably... Like in regards to you know the goat, um, yeah, yeah. in regards to game knowledge, mm. understanding, taking control of the ball, not throwing the ball away, not yeah. throwing interceptions, probably the best you know of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and, and no one of... saw what was going to happen this year. I mean, no oh one well, one guy might have <laughs> seen <laughs> what was going to happen because this <laughs> like his predictions. He's a bit like Conor McGregor yeah. in his prime. He was like Mr. Yeah. Mac. He was bees. <laughs> he was a bees dick off for like the uh, the total scores, the the for and against for the teams playing. So obviously he knows his bucks so well. He was like, well, so run us through the the, the finals game. So um, yeah, so I've copped a little bit of heat on this. Yeah, you have, but it's funny. Media. Let's go. Just, Let's go. Let's do just, a little bit more. You know, um, wanted to do a little bit of guessing of scores, results, yeah. all that sort of thing, and yeah. um, started that in the playoffs. So I was actually going all right. I was all clean wins. Not that I'm pumping up my pump them up, baby. Um, yeah, it was all was all good until. Uh, the Ravens beat the Colts, who I thought wouldn't happen. So I've been pretty good outside of that. And That's then on bad. the weekend, guess the um, guess the scores and was yeah, as you said, marginally off, which was yeah. So we've seen a flurry of like comments. Um, I've been sent DMs of how good Harris is. <laughs> oh, no, Even companies have been hitting him up. Like no. oh, oh, Harrow, yeah. And, oh. These companies have been like, hey mate, you're, you're pretty good at what no, you eat craft. No. We know you're a bookworm. Um, <laughs> run us through what's what's next for Harris Andrews. I know you. I know you like the NFL. Are you got do. You, do you want to do something down the, down the lines of like not commentating or anything like that? But do you do you have a fascination with any of that stuff or uh, not really? I don't think from a professional point of view, no. like, being, like jobs or whatever. Oh, okay. um, I, I just love the sport. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, give my two cents and um, pissing off a few blokes at the club <laughs> when I post when I post online on Twitter. You can 
they all get stuck into me, like you're not an ESPN analyst and all this sort of thing, and, um, which is contradictory because they're always saying to me, I need to show a bit more character and a bit yeah, more yeah, personality. Yeah. Mate, it's um, booming at the moment. Yeah, so, no, nah, it's, it's something that I really... Just a bit of fun. Yeah, I just, hobby. Love, just love the sport and, um, you know, chat chat rubbish. Yeah, so you're doing, you're doing that at the moment, a bit of uni, right? Like, are you still doing uni? Because I know you get, the NFL thing takes a bit of time up. It does, Those yeah, early so morning starts. Those early morning starts leave me uh, feeling <laughs> quite fatigued in the Arvo when I'm supposed to be doing my uni stuff. Um, yeah, and no, I'm still doing my teaching degree, so mm-hmm. slowly ticking away at that. I've just... Just about to finish all my first year subjects, um, which is pretty exciting. And Damn. now starting to get into the, um, like, we obviously have to pick your, your majors. So I'm doing PE as my major. and um, That's the biggest out. Yeah. <laughs> but it'd be good. No, it'd be good that's to. Like me, that's like me studying video games. It'd be, good, it'd be good to get into it. And um, I guess that first year subjects are predominantly just teaching subjects. And yeah. um, now you can start to specialise in PE stuff, which would be good. Now, I'm not going to let you off the hook that easy. This is this is the last part, and then we'll wrap it up. Because I know you got some, you know, some, some footage to watch. Actually, you watched your footage before you came here. That's why you were late to that's the podcast. That's why I was today. late to the podcast today. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> All right. So this one comes from your other housemate. Hugh McCluggage. Hughie McCluggage, my best friend. My boyfriend. I love him. All right, so his message, I said, man, do you have any dirt on Harrow? Like, I need something just for him because of this. And he goes, okay, 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 I got you. So his mates got him a personalised Brisbane Lions number plate. Yep. It says Riz31. So your nickname's Riz for people that don't realise this. Yeah, Riz, Harris. Big Riz, big Rizza, Harris, Harris yeah. Riz, Rizza Roll. So they got, it, got you this, Riz31 when you got drafted, because that's your number 31, right? Yep, yep. It was a serious present. Correct. Would have cost him a bit yeah, too. They're it was not a serious present. Yeah, it's about it five hundred bucks. Nah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna. No, no, you don't chop in. Let oh. me finish this <laughs> message. But <laughs> it's serious present, correct? Yep. Correct. All right. He chucked them on the car for a week to keep them happy, but has since taken them down. But he puts them on the car every time he goes to see his schoolmates. Oh mates. no, <laughs> nah, that's not on. Oh, that's no, that's that, not on. That is this. If this is true. I'm deleting the whole episode. No, that's, that's, no, that's junk from Hugh. Um, <laughs> nah, it's so not. They're not in your car right now. They're not in my car right now. Are they no. in your car? No, they're not <laughs> in my car. Just to clarify, so I will show the respect that it is due. I, 18th birthday. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, friends got me, obviously just drafted the footy club. Friends got me new, uh, the number plates. Yeah. Do appreciate the effort for them to go and do that. Um, probably walking into a footy club, that's probably not the thing that you want to be rolling around. You're looking in. like, but hey, it, but in the NFL, well, well, that's, you that's, tell me. You in tell the me. end, I would have gave. I would ten shirts. Are you torn your part? Yeah. I would have gone. Okay, <laughs> Riz thirty one. Riz thirty one. This guy is a wanker. <laughs> and I said that before, and that went viral. So, so I don't mean it. You're a wanker. I don't, don't mean it. So Shout out, Lynchy. Yeah. So Hugh, uh, that's he's hammed that up big time. Um, but so you do not take them off, or you, so if you put them back. Okay, 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 okay. Let me get to the bottom of this. Have you put them back on when you've gone to see them? They have never been on my car. I've never once put them on my car. They are sitting, I think, at my parents' house. Are they still paying the for the registration? <laughs> I'm not sure if Reggio has been paid or not. <laughs> can investigate. Um, can we ever get them on the car? When, when can they come? Because the NFL blokes, they rock up with like gold chains, like number five, yeah. like all this oh. stuff. They rock up like their day one of preseason. They come in the most conspicuous or just outlandish ways possible. Yeah. White suit. I, White I just suit, just I like d- in, brought in like in handcuffs like that, like everything. I, I think I've just got to read the cues a bit and understand that's not me as a person. You're a two-time Australian, bro. Nah, that doesn't matter for anything. I'm just not flashy and not going to, I'm not going to roll into the club so with chains. You are wearing Swell Surf Co. <laughs> Bur- Jandals. Four years of Birkenstocks. Um, <laughs> Shout yeah. out Birkenstock. <laughs> Actually, I'm, no, take that off. I'm, uh, I'm not going to, yeah. I mean, I'm really grateful, as I said, for those guys getting that present. And I'll no doubt probably hold on to them for the rest of my life, but I don't think they'll find their way under my car. Shout out to the close friends that the, the present sucked, apparently. So no, they didn't suck. It's, it's not him. Just know your mates. It's, it's, on, it's on me, not on them. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Although to, to, to be honest, they, yeah. they should have known better. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, like they yeah. wanted you to get bashed up in <laughs> yeah, the first week. Yeah. I just got to the club then. I probably could have done like MR5. That would have been pretty cool in the back of my car. My, oh, little, yeah. my little Chrysler. Yeah, you're rolling around in a Chrysler. I'm rolling yeah. around. In like I'm doing drive-bys. Two, I'm a 2004 RAV4 at that point. Like, oh, like, really? Yeah, so like I'm early days, you know, oh, struggling. Oh, damn, girl. So you yeah. That, that would have made your car look better then. Yeah. I would have rocked that. Anything would have made it look better at that point. How they know? I oh, see so your birthday must have been after you got drafted then because how yeah. old they know you're 31? Yeah. Was that your number? Okay. Yeah, that's my number. All oh, right, well, there you go. Shout out to Harrow's mates. You need to get your stuff right because that, was that wasn't a good option. But no, that is all we have here for today. Anything you got for him? Nah, man. We, it was good. It was much better than last episode. I'll tell you what, yeah. it was a... Um, I got to know, last I got time to know to Harris a bit more. Well, well, last time, you know, we really wanted to find out about your junior career because it was the AFL Players Association 22, 22 under 22. Yep. So yep. I think we I think we announced it on the show to you. You were very happy at the time, you know, which is, <laughs> mm-hmm, which is very mm-hmm, nice. So mm-hmm. it was just another accolade that we added. But uh, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, I suppose, obviously, as the preseason rolls on, as you said, all the new names that you guys are, in, you know, initiate into the crew and I think Joe's going to be obviously really interesting next week what, what's something that I reckon you think fans would love to know about Joe or something that you've been able to learn over the summer because we need something to be able to, 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 to tackle on the next week's episode so there must be something that you've learned over must the summer that, that you can uh, you just can like throw a, maybe away. like um, a three ten minute quarters oh, on Friday do you yeah. want to mm, Anything? He certainly turned up on Friday. Right, he turned up to play. <laughs> I was, was on the boundary good. going, can we put him in Cottonwall right now? Get, get him the fuck off the field. <laughs> kicked a few, Let's get kicked him. kicked a few early and it was funny because Swanee came up to me after the match, the, the CEO, and he goes, geez, it was really nice of you to make the, the new key forward recruit yeah, look yeah. fantastic today. That's the kind of bloke you are, man. Oh, You're like, oh, no, it certainly like, hey, wasn't. You can have a good day wasn't. today. Let's pump up for the media. Certainly oh, yeah. wasn't. Um, no, he looked, yeah. so he looked that good. I'm not going to lie. He looked that good. He's playing on two times. He was. He looked that good. He was. Yeah, he's moving well. As I said, he's got all the training in. So. Um, I'm sure he'll be a great guest. Uh, as for what I've learned about him, um, oh, jeez. That's too much. He's pretty quiet bloke. He though. is quiet. Like, he's sort of, he's happy to just do his own thing a little bit, mm. um, which, you know, we embrace that and we love it. Um, he's actually underrated strong man is what he is. Today, so, even today. Yeah, even yeah. Eric, yeah. Eric Hipwood too. Those yeah. two big four. So we, so we were doing, uh, I think it was during the off season, we went into the club to do some bench press and, um, I think we had 100 kilos on the bar, which not over the top heavy. Mm. Um, anyways, like I'm probably getting oh, maybe seven or eight reps out at 100 kilos. Um, and Joe goes in and, you know, punches out 13 or 14. Um, <laughs> Why are you blokes yeah. doing this? That's oh, not in our program. No, no, it was just, you know, we we're just sort of flexing. Just, oh, just yeah. seeing like where you're at, yeah, bro. Yeah, seeing where we're just at. Just sizing and, him up. And, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, he's just certainly, he come out and there's a few of us in there thinking like, oh God, like how strong is this bloke? And um, it was very impressive. He, even today, they were doing, he was doing 120. Was, I was on the same as 120. Big weight, I, yeah. I was on the same as him because I'm a beast. But Eric Hitwood. Oh, he has the most disgusting bench press style <laughs> I've oh, ever seen really? in my life. Our rehab bloke, Josh Lowe, shout out Josh Lowe, rehab crew. He was like, mate, that's top two. Josh Bruce and him. Oh, he's really? like, he's, no good. he, so his little frame yeah. pushes the bar up with his, he's strong. One arm, one arm goes up and the other one stays there. And then the other one pushes it up too. He's doing dumbbells. So he's doing dumbbell, dumbbell barbell bench press. He's but, but he's punching at 130 yeah, plus. Credit, yeah. credit to him. Yeah, he's strong. I'll give you a little shout out for that. Like it wasn't the best looking thing in the world, but <laughs> fuck it was heavy. Um, that's all we got for today's episode. That is Harris Andrews. Oh my God. Thank you so much for coming on, man. You are one uh, interesting human being. Appreciate I really it. appreciate yeah. you. That is Harris Andrews. Next week we have uh, Joey. Joey Danaher. This episode do. was brought to you by Culture Kings. And I do have a $100 voucher for you. So you don't shop there. Obviously you don't shop there. But well, what would you get? Maybe Oh, I don't know. Maybe a new cap or something. Tampa Bay, oh, Tampa Bay yeah, cap. Okay, just before the game. Yeah, you might go grab some. Yeah, sneak Mate, that's online. Like you can get that done today or go into your store in Brisbane. But no, shout out to them. 
Graham, shout out to Shure Microphones, we'll look after mm. us constantly. 7AFL and Telstra, that is Harris Andrews. Let's go, baby! Boom! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drop. Where's that microphone at? Thanks for having me, boys. Nah, thanks for coming on, bro. Oh, I didn't press record. Ah! <laughs>